James Kennedy Ministries presents Truths That Transform. Today on Truths That Transform, what happens when a nation forgets God? So they say that this nation is not a nation under God, that there was no godly foundation. What we are seeing in the streets of major American cities is an overturning of the system that has given us peace and prosperity for centuries. There is a war being waged against uh, the brave men and women in our law enforcement. Discover this war on America's stability and what we can do about it on today's Truths That Transform. Welcome to Truths That Transform, a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries, where we are standing for truth and defending your freedom. We have a pivotal national election coming up in a couple of weeks that may determine whether America preserves the freedoms guaranteed in the Constitution or whether we finally plunge off the cliff of woke socialism. To help you cast an informed vote, we have produced a unique biblical platform comparison of the major party platforms on key issues that Christians should be concerned about. This free, downloadable chart does not so much compare the parties against each other as it does hold each party's platform up against the Bible. We are not a partisan ministry, but if we are going to stand for truth, you must know where the parties are positioned on these key moral issues. Download your free biblical platform comparison right away at djkm.org. We are seeing the breakdown of ordered liberty on our streets as increasing numbers of radicals dismiss the Constitution and pursue heavy-handed authoritarian socialism. And they have now declared war on the police. Our own David Wright brings us this report. Two Louisville police officers in the hospital, they were shot last night during the protest. That in recent months, there have been many instances of police officers being viciously attacked in cities across America. Two deputies who were ambushed by a gunman in a cowardly fashion. In one case, while an officer was recovering from a violent ambush, protesters gathered outside of the hospital to let their opinions be known. I see examples of widespread, generalized vilifying of police officers. I see it in the media. Uh, I see it in, in some people's repeating of things that they've heard. The reality is that's not accurate. Uh, police officers are not the enemy. One of the most disturbing things to 
uh, really get your arms around right now is that, and I don't know how to put it any other way, uh, there is a war being waged against uh, the brave men and women in our law enforcement. Our cops are being killed by criminals and thugs while the mainstream media victimizes their killers. The world is turned upside down. We can see it in major cities all over America. Uh, police are being uh, smeared, they're being called Nazis. Uh, the degree of hatred that's being spread is unbelievable. Police officers devote their lives to doing good, to saving lives, to protecting the innocent. It's woven into their DNA to save lives. And when they are categorically cast as villains, as evil, as overtly racist, uh, it's, it is a, a gross mischaracterization because these are by and large valiant and brave and noble men and women who are willing to make the ultimate sacrifice, even for those who vilify them. It is seemingly open season on police officers. The false narrative being pushed by the media claims police officers are systematically racist. But what do the statistics show? The statistics about all this are really clear. Most police officers are obeying the law and obeying the Constitution. And police officers that fail to do that, which is a very rare occurrence, in spite of what the media is telling you, when those police officers violate the regulations, the Constitution, are engaged in inappropriate conduct, they are reprimanded. If they broke the law, they are brought up on charges. And when juries hear the case and determine that that police officer has done something inappropriately, uh, those police officers are punished under the law as they should be. Harvard economist Roland Fryer conducted a study on bias in policing, and his findings surprised him. He found that police officers are not using deadly force disproportionately against blacks. When there is something that happens that is actually wrong, when there is a, uh, a violation of justice on the part of police officers, and that is tragic, uh, police officers are, are expected to uphold the law and to enforce justice. And on occasion, there will be a rogue officer that violates justice. And that is tragic, and uh, that tragedy is magnified when there's a loss of life. But that's not a representation of police officers and law enforcement across the board. This dangerous rhetoric is putting police lives in danger. During several Black Lives Matter protests, some have even called for the death of police officers. Protesters took to the streets Saturday in St. Paul outside of the state fair, yelling, quote, pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon, end quote. They need to send you to the electric chair and let you fry like a piece of burnt bacon. A new phenomenon that we are seeing is caused by those on the far left to defund the police. You have a defund the police? Well, once the police are defunded, who's left in charge? right in the middle of all this violence. The street protesters said, we want to defund the police. And to our astonishment, all these government officials said, okay, let's defund the police. So far, 
13 cities have begun defunding their police departments. New York City slashed $1 billion from the NYPD budget. Meanwhile, crime is surging in these major cities. Crime has skyrocketed in urban areas. Uh, Chicago, Philadelphia, San Francisco, you name it, it's gone up. New York City, under Bill de Blasio, the uh, leftist mayor. We see it in Chicago every weekend, where there will be 20, 30, 40 uh, people shot, sometimes 10, 12 of them killed. And overwhelmingly, those are minorities who are being shot. They're not being shot by the police. They're being shot by thugs and drug dealers and gang members in their own communities. When there is a reduced police presence in a community that has the potential for crimes, unfortunately, there is a rise, a correlating uh, rise in the violence and violent crime uh, that follows that. In fact, homicide has spiked in most large U.S. cities. In New York City, shootings are up 166% from the previous year. This begs the question, is defunding the police really what Americans want? I have been in communities uh, across the country and I have heard representatives of the African American community uh, say that they are frightened at the prospect of a reduction in uh, police presence because they know that it can have an adverse effect on them. Uh, there are African-American communities uh, across the country that are very supportive of their police departments. According to a recent Gallup poll, 81% of black Americans don't want to defund the police. In fact, many want even more police presence in their communities. One of the biggest lies being told about the police and, and one of the more irresponsible, dangerous things that, are, that uh, is being said by all sorts of influencers in our culture and in our society is repeating this lie that the biggest danger that young minority men and women face is violence from police officers. I want to say it again because this is really important. That is simply a lie. While some may be surprised by this dangerous rhetoric and by the calls to defund the police, it is all part of a long-executed strategy to undermine ordered liberty in America. And sometimes when you just are involved in the day-to-day -day news headlines, you don't know what's going on, but when you zoom out and you look at trends that have been happening for decades and you look around what's happening around the world, you see somebody's working an agenda. The agenda is people giving up their freedoms in times of crises and letting power concentrate into the hands of the government and ultimately a global government. It's a repeat of a play that has been run time after time after time again in order to have the social capital, if you will, to destroy certain people or institutions, you have to develop a, a, a cultural commonality that are justifying the use of violence by saying, well, these people are so evil, they are so hateful, violence is justified to be used against them, which is something we saw happen, I don't know, in the 1930s and the 1940s in Nazi Germany. What is the biblical response to the things we're seeing on our streets today? Our sin nature is what's creating this political issue. Our sin nature is what's creating chaos in our streets, violence, um, this, this 
sense of greed and envy where we want what other people have to the point of demanding that they give it to us, that's not a political issue, that's a sin nature issue, because that's how we're made. There's a strong biblical case for just governments to be respected by the citizens and for those who are charged with keeping the order uh, to be respected by citizens, by Christian citizens, uh, and to obey, Christian citizens should obey lawful orders. We have a heart problem, and there's only one who's ever fixed a heart problem, and that's Jesus Christ. He's the only one that's ever given us a cure for envy, for greed, for anger, for violence. He's the only one that has ever given us a way out of our own sin nature, and that is through him and his sacrifice on the cross. In the utopian vision of leftist radicals, police will be replaced by justice circles and social workers. These terms are both deceitful and represent a drastic misreading of human nature. Everywhere these Marxist ideas have been put to the test, they have been quickly refuted at the cost of lives and blood. We saw firsthand evidence of this in the so-called autonomous zones that sprang up this summer. These progressive socialists misread human nature because they have rejected God and his word. Atheistic regimes with a flowery view of human nature have butchered tens of millions of people over the past century. The foundation of America is very different, as Dr. Kennedy explains. So they say that this nation is not a nation under God, that there was no godly foundation. I've heard people say numerous times, this was never a Christian nation. It was never founded as such. Ah, my friends, those that say that have little understanding of the historical foundation of America. For example, let's review a few things. If you go back to the beginning, the year was 1606. And in that year, there were some people leaving England to come and found Jamestown. Now, why did they do that? What were they coming for? Plymouth was yet 14 years away. And this is what they said in the Jamestown Charter, the oldest one we have, quote, we greatly commending and graciously accepting of their desires for the furtherance of so noble a work, which may by the providence of Almighty God hereafter tend to the glory of his divine majesty in propagating the Christian religion to such people who live in darkness and miserable ignorance of the true knowledge and worship of God. That's why the very first people came here. The knowledge of God and the building of the Christian faith. They landed, of course, in 1607. And then 13 years after that, in 1620, the pilgrims landed in America. But before going ashore, they gathered in the captain's quarters and they wrote the birth certificate of America, the Mayflower Compact, as it's called. And how did it begin? Many people would see this as really the beginning of the 
of America, it begins with these words. In the name of God, amen. This country had nothing to do with God. Well, that would have come as an amazing bit of news to the pilgrims, having undertaken for the glory of God and advancement of the Christian faith and honor of our king and country a voyage to plant the first colony in Northern Virginia and so on. In the name of God, for the advancement of the Christian faith. Yes, that's the way that it started and it continued through numerous other various charters and constitutions down through the years after that. The fundamental orders of Connecticut, for as much as it pleased the almighty God by the wise disposition of his divine providence and so on. Or if you come to 1643, that's only 23 years after the pilgrims landed. For the first time, all of the settlements which became the various states of New England got together in what is known as the New England Confederation. And there they declared why all of them had come to these, this new continent. And here's what they said in the New England Confederation of 1643, quote, whereas we all came into these parts of America with one and the same end and aim. What was it, this end, this aim, that they all, of all of the colonies, got together and said that they came here for one end and aim, namely, to advance the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ and to enjoy the liberties of the gospel in purity and in peace. And this country had nothing to do with God, nothing to do with the Christian faith, Nothing could be further from the truth than that. But if we jump ahead to the Declaration of Independence, we find that a number of times it mentions the Creator. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. You notice they're not evolved equal. And that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable, we say today, inalienable rights, and among them are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now friends, if our rights and liberties do not come from God and are not inalienable, then they come from the state and they are very alienable. The state gives and the state takes away what it gives according to its own pleasure. That when you get rid of inalienable rights come from God, you get very alienable rights that come from a totalitarian state. And when the state is the final authority, then friends, that is totalitarianism, that is despotism. So when you come even to the Constitution of the United States, some people say it never mentions God. It states very clearly at the end that this is done in the year of our Lord. They not only acknowledge Jesus Christ, but they acknowledge him as Lord, as the one who has divided the centuries in half. And repeatedly over and over again, individually they make reference to their belief in him. And God has nothing to do with this country? Well, how about the constitutions of our several states? We have 50 states, each one has a constitution. I read them all. 
And you will find that without exception, an appeal or a prayer to the almighty God of this universe is contained in every single last one of them. Well, dear friends, I think the time has come to restore, indeed, the foundations of this country as the founders gave them to us. And we will know once more of a truth that this is indeed one nation under God. What we are witnessing today is a clash of worldviews. On one side, as Dr. Kennedy just shared with us, is the view that we are created by God in His image and that He has endowed us with rights that no government can take away. On the other side is the rejection of that God, which goes hand in hand with Marxism, communism, socialism, and all manner of authoritarianism. As throngs take to the American streets, defacing our history, destroying businesses, and demanding revolution, the stark differences of these two worldviews is plain to see. That's why it's extremely important that you know where the major political parties stand on key moral issues with the national election just weeks away. We have put together a unique and informative biblical platform comparison of the parties for you. And it's available as a free download at djkm.org. This chart does more than compare the parties against each other. It holds each party's platform up against the Bible. But to fully understand the cultural currents at work here and the results of a nation turning its back on God, we need to dig deeper. Our friend Dr. Erwin Lutzer has written a critically important book that speaks to the very hour in which we live. It's called, When a Nation Forgets God, Seven Lessons We Must Learn from Nazi Germany. We will send it to you right away as our thanks for your generous donation to the ongoing work of this ministry. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11154, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339. Or call toll-free, 877-962-7677. Or you can go online to djkm.org. Oppressive dictatorships and authoritarian regimes usually do not appear on the scene overnight. Instead, years of groundwork is laid for them. And like the proverbial frog in the kettle, it's vital to recognize the rising temperature before the water gets to a boil. In When a Nation Forgets God, Dr. Lutzer studies seven similarities between Nazi Germany and America today. Some of them are chilling and he cautions us to respond accordingly. And if you're able to give a generous donation of $50 or more, we will send you Dr. Lutzer's book plus the DVD set, Christ and Culture, The Road to Revival and Restoration. It's possible for America to repent and turn back from her present path of destruction. Dr. D. James Kennedy explains how in this two-message set. That's the book, 
When a Nation Forgets God by Dr. Erwin Lutzer as our thanks for your generous donation and the book plus the two-message DVD set, Christ and Culture from Dr. D. James Kennedy as our thanks for your donation of $50 or more. And whatever you do, please make sure to download the free biblical platform comparison of the two major parties on key moral issues. Simply write to us today at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11154, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339. Or call toll-free, 877-962-7677. Or you can go online to djkm.org. As riots have spread around the country the past few months, supposedly in reaction to police violence and racism, an interesting picture has developed. A young woman was arrested and charged with felony rioting for inflicting more than $100,000 damage on New York City windows. As the New York Post reported, this young white woman was a wealthy resident of the Upper East Side, where her parents are an architect and a psychiatrist. Among other arrested rioters was a freelance commercial art director and a fashion model. Many of those charged with felony rioting in Portland were white people who had traveled in from out of state to riot with Antifa. Can you imagine this? College-educated, pampered and privileged whites vandalizing and looting, often even looting black-owned businesses in the name of Black Lives Matter. None of this makes any sense at all, unless you look at what's really going on here. This is a well-funded, well-organized revolutionary movement, and the university system has acted as its recruiting office. People who have never known a moment of oppression in their lives have been radicalized to serve the ends of their wealthy Marxist masters. This movement is opportunistic at its core. They don't care in the least about black lives. If they did, they'd be protesting Planned Parenthood, which snuffs out hundreds of thousands of black babies every year. This is about demoralizing America, overturning our constitutional system, and grabbing the reins of power. Friends, there's a remedy for this in the forthcoming election. It's absolutely essential that we take note of who is either directly or tacitly supporting these pampered revolutionaries and who opposes them. Do you want to turn America over to the George Soros-funded groups that all seem to be nearby and fully supplied whenever rioting happens? If not, on Election Day, we must remember those who are in his pocket. I urge you to vote. Vote your conscience. Stand for truth. And may God bless you as you do. D. James Kennedy Ministries is standing for truth and defending your freedom. I'm Frank Wright. Thanks for being with us. And here's a look at the next Truths That Transform. Never in history has any society so abandoned its God 
as rapidly as America has done. People went to Nuremberg as skeptics and they came back praying, our father Adolf, which art in Nuremberg, the Third Reich come. That's next week. Today's program is available on DVD for your gift to this ministry of any amount. Please call, write, or log on to our website today. This has been a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries.